The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, July 30th, 2023, on the basis of verses from Matthew chapter 13. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. If you ever ask a farmer how it's going, it's inevitable that they're going to mention something about the rain. My grandpa is a farmer in Kansas, and just about every time that I talk to him and ask him how it's going, he'll always mention something, how they can't seem to get a drop of it. I'm sure the farmers here in Wisconsin can relate, especially this year. But right now, my grandpa actually seems to be having the opposite problem. It's nearing the end of the wheat harvest, and the one time a year where they don't need the rain, it won't seem to stop. There's always issues that come up being a farmer. It's something that farmers expect to happen every year. One year it might be a drought, the next year it might be bad soil and erosion, the next year mechanical issues, and the list goes on. But this is nothing new. Like I said, that's something that every farmer expects. But with every issue that comes up, a farmer comes up with a plan of action and he carries it out for the good of the crop which is what makes the farmer's plan in Jesus' parable so interesting. The servants look at the field and they notice that there's a big problem, a problem which seems like it'll threaten the crop. But the farmer tells his servants to yield until the yield. He tells his servants to wait until the harvest. His plan of action is to not take action. As Jesus explains, his plan, this parable has nothing to do with fields and yields and had everything to do with the world and God's plan for it. It's a world that's easy for us to look at and see all the problems and maybe step outside of the role of servant and want to play the role of farmer and come up with our own solutions, which is what makes Jesus' parable so hard to hear. But what makes Jesus' parable so hard to hear is also what makes it so easy to listen to. Because when you have the ears to hear, the faith to understand and trust in Jesus, then we'll see that God's plan for his field results in the most prosperous yield. Well, farmers today have issues that they're always addressing year after year, issue after issue comes up. The farmer in Jesus' parable had to deal with the issue of weeds. An enemy had come along in the middle of the night and he sowed weeds throughout the field. Unlike most weeds, unlike a dandelion or a thistle that was easy to identify from the very get-go, this weed look, looked exactly like the wheat until both weed and wheat matured. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus didn't tell this parable in order to give advice to farmers who might run into this problem in their own life. No, Jesus explains exactly what he means by this parable when he says that the field is the world, the wheat are the righteous, the weeds are the sons of the evil one, and that he himself is the farmer. 
And when you look at the parable with this understanding, it becomes clear exactly what Jesus is trying to say. Jesus is telling us, he's making it clear that we as the wheat are going to live among evil. And that evil, like any weed that takes away from sunlight and water and makes it difficult for the wheat to prosper and thrive, that evil makes it hard for the righteous to live. It makes our lives difficult. But I don't think Jesus needed to tell that part of the parable in order for that much to be evident. As we look at the world, it's easy to see the countless number of problems that are in it, problems that make our lives very difficult. Cancer, the death of loved ones, divorce, political turmoil, economic recession, radical ideologies, broken families, traitorous friends. When we look at the world, when we see all these problems that make our lives difficult, it's easy for us to step outside of that role of wheat and want to play the role of the farmer, for us to chime in like the servants and come up with our own solution, to come up with our own plans of action, or at least ask, what action can we take? Which is what makes Jesus' plan of action so hard to follow. Because he tells us to yield. He tells us to wait. He tells the servants to let the weeds grow alongside the wheat. He says, let evil thrive alongside the righteous. Now on the surface, yielding might not sound like it's all that hard to do. The very action calls for inaction. But anybody who has been told to yield, anybody who has been told to wait, knows how hard it can be. When I get back to the seminary, I'll be writing a paper on the topic of fasting. And in talking with a few people and their experiences, they let me know just how much focus it really takes to fast. That if you take your mind off of it, even for a little bit while food around, it, by instinct, just to satisfy your hunger, you'll grab a little piece of food and pop it in your mouth, eating it, breaking the fast without even really thinking about it. When it comes to the problems that we see in the world, sometimes the hardest thing is to trust in the Lord's plan. Sometimes the hardest thing is to wait for evil to be dealt with in an effective way. Like any command, when Jesus tells us to wait, it might lead us to ask the question, well, why yield? Why, why wait? If you've driven in on our property, you might have seen all the weeds that seem to be popping out. As we look at all those weeds, it might be tempting to say that the solution is to spray, spray, spray some more. But anybody who's sprayed their own yard can tell you that it's not just the weeds that'll be burned up, but the grass right along with it. Jesus tells us that when we go about trying to solve the problem of evil, uproot evil ourselves, that we'll see somewhat of the same, probably the same result. Sure, we might be able to deal with some of the evil out in the world, but looking at what we've done after the fact, it might be clear that there was a lot of harm done to the wheat. There's a lot of harm done to the church as well. I think one of the bigger dangers that the church faces is when we as people might try to step outside of our role as wheat 
and play the role of the servant or the farmer and come up with their own plans of action. And yet so often those plans take away from the word, the word that provides us the very strength and nourishment that we need to live as wheat among the weeds. Those plans might look like replacing the word with politics. We're replacing the word with our own plans of actions. Do this. Do this. The time to stop evil is right now, and it's up to us to do it. But Jesus says, yield. Yes, living among the weeds, living amongst evil makes life very hard. But Jesus shows us that when we go about trying to uproot that evil ourselves through our own plans of action, that in the end, it's going to cause more damage than it would if we would just live among the weeds. And if we just live amongst evil, the yield is going to be much more prosperous. But we still have that problem. We still have the weeds. They still make life hard. What are, we, what are we waiting for? What's the plan for the field? What's God's plan for the world? As we look back on the parable, the farmer in the parable had a plan for his field. He had a plan for the weeds and he had a plan for the wheat. Yes, that plan involved yielding to the weeds for now, but he made it clear that that would result in the most prosperous yield later. It's easy for us to look at all the evil in the world and forget that the wheat, that the righteous, they're still there. Even though the weeds made it much harder for the wheat to prosper and thrive, the harvest still came. Even though there were weeds, the farmer didn't give up on his crop but he continued to water and care for it until the harvest came. And when it did, he had his harvesters go out into the field, separate the weeds from the wheat, and store the wheat safely in his barn. Even though the farmer's plan of action was to wait, to not take action, he did plan for action to eventually be taken. Jesus tells us to wait. He tells us to yield. But he makes it clear exactly what we are yielding for. He promises that evil will be dealt with in a way that is far more effective than any way that we might try to go about uprooting evil ourselves. He says that evil and every cause of it will be gathered up and burned, being destroyed all at once. Instead of toiling in the shadow of the weeds forever. He says that we will shine as brightly as the sun, and not in some barn, but in heaven, where we're going to live in the presence of all that is perfect, where we'll live in the kingdom of our Heavenly Father. Now, I don't know about you, but if you ask me, that's something worth waiting for. That's something worth focusing on. But in the meantime, we yield. We wait. But we yield with that focus in mind. Not on the weeds, 
but on the yield to come. The harvest which God is continually preparing us for. He prepares us for the harvest by continually providing us with word and sacrament. And it's that very word that provides us with that strength and nourishment that we need to live as wheat among the weeds. It's that very word that planted the seed of faith in our hearts to begin with and continues to water it so that it strengthens and grows. It's that very word that makes us the cream of the crop. And the cream of the crop, the righteous, are exactly what we are. So when you look around and, and all you see is weeds, are weeds, all you see is evil. Remember to look at the wheat. Remember to look at who God made you in the perfect plan that God carried out for us by sending his son to die on the cross. I mentioned at the beginning of the service that the focus for this week is small action, big justice. Well, the action that we take is small. It was the magnificent action that Jesus performed on the cross that resulted in the big justice that we are all looking for. And in case you were skeptical of Jesus' plan for us to wait, for us to yield, it's the very same plan that he followed too. See, Jesus had the power to destroy all his enemies. He had the power to deal with his traitorous friends. He had the power to thwart his jealous rivals. But instead, he yielded. He let evil run its full course directly against him so that he could crush that evil, so that he could crush that sin once and for all on the cross. It's that action that Jesus performed on the cross that carried out that very justice that we are all looking for. It's that very justice that was carried out on the cross that makes us look forward to the very judgment that God is going to bring. It's that action which means that we don't have to do any action ourselves. It's that plan that God carried out for us in the first place that gives us wheat in the field to begin with. The wheat that are the righteous. The righteous that are us. There may still be weeds in the field, yes. But you aren't one of them. While the weeds may make our life difficult, it's, it's not our job to go about rooting them up. It's our job to simply produce fruit. The seed that was planted in the field produced grain, grain that rose and produced seed. There's no action that we take in being made righteous, but there was no action that the wheat took in producing that seed either. But yet it did because of the love and care that the farmer had for his crop. Through God's love and care, through him providing for us in word and sacrament, we too can produce fruit. We can produce seed. And what does seed do? It spreads. So if you want to take action, produce fruit. 
Continue to live in God's love and care and spread that love and care so that more seed may take root and more wheat harvested in the end. And as you do, look forward to that yield. Look forward to that harvest where we will all be taken to live perfectly with our Father in heaven. The day of that harvest is approaching. But this harvest is unlike any other harvest because all the issues have already been taken care of. There is no amount of evil that threatens us or will damage us in such a way that we will be gathered up with the weeds and thrown into the fire because our status will have already been secured and we will be taken to live securely with our Father in heaven. When you look at the evil, remember the harvest. Because it's the harvest that changes how we look at the world. Now when we look at the world and see evil, we can remember God's plan for it. We can remember the plan that God carried out for us. And how that plan made us the cream of the crop. The wheat. The righteous. We can look at the field and know that no matter the field, God will yield. Amen.